0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. Call him the Speed Demon, welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we hold the floor coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from under the moonlight, camouflaged by Mostly Darkness, the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hope all is well with you. We, span, we spun the wheel of topics. There were several directions we could have gone here, but the story that got my attention the most in the last 24 hours is from the world of golf. It has nothing to do with the Masters, which is about to begin, one of the four times, four times during the year we are allowed to talk about golf. All right, There are four majors, and each of those majors deserves a little bit of attention, and we give it the proper amount of attention. I will be checking out the festivities in Augusta, Georgia this week, and I assume you will be watching some of it as well. But this is not about the Masters. Instead, it is the latest developments involving Tiger Woods' near-death experience in Southern California in an auto accident that is now in center stage and the Plot has thickened in the Tiger Woods story. And if you've not heard the latest, and maybe not, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department unexpectedly released the report, the cause of that wreck that happened back in February. And if you didn't see it, they blamed it all on excessive speed. Now, the speed limit on that Windy Road in Rancho Palos Verdes uh, was 45 miles an hour, still is 45 miles an hour, but the police report said Tiger was zooming like a speed racer on the Autobahn at as high as 87 miles an hour, Uh, 82 to 87 miles an hour. As a result, Tiger Woods and that beautiful loner SUV that he was driving courtesy of the golf course uh, he uh, he left the road, he went you know, flippy, flippy McFlip, and he landed on the side. The SUV landed on its side. You've probably seen some photos of that if you're curious at all, if you've paid attention to the story. So Tiger suffered what turned out to be major injuries, possibly life-altering injuries. Who knows if they can put him back together. And now he's back in Florida recovering from his mangled right leg. No one's seen uh, Tiger Woods. I've heard rumors there's going to be a Tiger Woods documentary, The Comeback Trail. And you saw the Alex Smith documentary of uh, about a year ago, I think it was, uh, the quarterback who had his leg uh, mangled. Well, Tiger, uh, he actually had a worse leg injury than Alex Smith, who was back playing or the team formerly known as the Redskins. So let us discuss the question. Does this theory from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department regarding the cause of Tiger Woods' accident make sense? Essentially, it was a speed and driver error is what they're saying. Does it make sense? I'm shaking my head no. I'm going to go full late-night conspiracy theory wacko is what I'm going to do. I've got track record Benjamin Button and transitioned, and we will lock all of this together, number one. Number one. All right. So law enforcement said that the data recordings, the black box, which uh, who knew? I always thought of that was just racist. Just air, no, that's what they call it. It's in airplanes, and they apparently have it in these high-end automobiles. I didn't know that. I learned that. Uh, And you did too. So anyway, the police claim that the the data from the car shows that Tiger Woods did not brake before the accident. This is not a new revelation. This is something we already knew about. So they're now saying that instead of braking, Tiger Woods went pedal to the metal. He pressed on the accelerator at a 99% rate right into the tree. Uh, investigators believe Tiger Woods accidentally, in air quotes, hit the accelerator instead of the brake. The final estimated speed when Woods' vehicle went kaboom into the tree was 75 miles an hour. Imagine that, not even braking, going 75 miles an hour into a tree. And if you smell what I smell, you smell that? Uh, that's horse crap. That's what I smell. Uh, yes, Tiger Woods, we're getting a version of the story. We're not getting the whole story here. And there's some parts of this that are missing. Tiger does not get the benefit of the doubt unless you're a Rube and maybe you are a Rube and that's fine. You can be a Rube, but I'm not going to be the gullible one here. If you look at the track record, Tiger's reputation precedes himself. Uh, Woods has a history of DUIs. At least twice, he has had issues while driving after taking prescription drugs. In 2009, the most famous of them all. Right, it's uh, it's like the the scene from Pirates uh, of the Caribbean there at Disneyland. Right, the uh, wife chasing him there. He runs to the car. He gets away there. Domestic dispute gets into a car accident. And he had ingested uh, some very strong prescription sedatives, uh, Ambien, uh, among other things there. But he avoided a DUI charge, even though he was uh, clearly a little tipsy there. He avoided the charge that time. In 2017, Tiger Woods was arrested for uh, DUI there. A toxicology report showed that he had uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, but a cocktail of four. Five, five drugs in his system. It's a mix of mostly painkillers and anxiety drugs in 2017. So that track record leading into this accident, I'm not buying what I'm hearing. I'm not. Uh, Now, the second thing here, keep in mind that a week ago, we talked about this subject. We broached it. The reason we talked about it is we were told by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department their spokeshack that listen. We can't tell you what, what the cause is. We determined the cause of Tiger Woods' accident, but we're not going to let you know. Na 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 na. Uh, even though we've determined it, uh, they they said because of privacy issues. Right, the, dec- the detectives could not release the details because very private matter. So let me ask you this: Riddle me this, okay? In what world is speeding a privacy issue? How is that damaging Tiger Woods' privacy? The fact that the sheriff's department had to check with Tiger Woods' legal team raises suspicions that there's something being left out, a lie by omission. And why would you need permission to talk about how fast someone's going? That is a common occurrence. In fact, most of us, I'm raising my hand, uh, have gone over the speed limit. It's a common occurrence. And as for the pedal error theory, which is being pedal, this is also a bit of a stretch. Now I did some some data. I had a uh, minutes-long maller investigation, keyboard investigation, and what I determined was on average there are forty-four. Accidents that occur every day in America as a result of drivers confusing the gas and the brakes. So you say, okay, 44 times every day, completely plausible that Tiger Woods would be one of those 44. Well, the problem is when you continue to look at the data, because most often pedal error accidents, which occur 44 times a day on average, uh, it usually happens when drivers are going slow. Right? very slow speeds, uh, usually while driving in stop-and-go traffic, right, rush-hour traffic, yeah. or, or driving through a parking lot. Right? You're going, going to get some groceries, and you, you park your car there, and you hit the wrong button. Or, or when uh, drivers accidentally will press both the brake and the gas at the same time simultaneously. That also is obviously pedal error. But here's the key fun fact here. The vast majority of those accidents occur in two prime categories. Teen drivers, right? You just got your driver's permit. You're under the age of 20. Your first few years driving, and you are more prone to get into an accident. The older drivers over the age of 65, and often much older than that, well, Tiger Woods doesn't fit into either one of those criteria. He's 45 years old, so unless he's suffering from a middle-aged version of Benjamin Button disease and he's aging rapidly beyond his uh, assigned years on this planet, what's going on here? Uh, you know, is he losing feeling in his extremities and all that? Is that what happened? Does he need to be put into a convalescent home, Tiger Woods, and go play shuffleboard and bingo somewhere? He lives in Florida anyway, uh, but you got to use some critical thinking on that. Like, what else is it? Something else is going on here. Now, final point, the Malheur investigation wrapping up. So it is more likely than not that Tiger Woods had some extenuating circumstances that caused the accident. Will we ever know those extenuating uh, circumstances? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Will they see the light of day? Now, no blood test was ordered by police. you probably heard about that if you've paid attention to this story. Uh, they said no probable cause. Uh, that's the excuse the police said there. Uh, no presence of drugs or alcohol. Even with Tiger Woods' history of driving erratically, uh, not trying to break uh, that uh, apparently not enough to lead to a hey let's uh, get some some blood here. But I have a sneaking suspicion that what's what's going on here. Some powerful people are playing what we call dirty pool. You ever played dirty pool? It's it's what the cheating Astros uh, do, They play dirty pool. But there's a manipulation of the story. As I said, we're getting a version of the story, and I don't doubt what we're being told is true. I just think there's more there, right? There's special treatment involved here. You know, there's a saying, if you don't look for something, you're not going to find it, right? If you lose your car keys and you don't try to find them, you're not going to find them, right? Now, it's... Likely someone at the hospital west of the 405 in Southern California knows whether or not Tiger Woods was on, uh, on drugs. He was on dope. Um, that's under wraps. Now, the reason I say that, when Tiger was taken to the emergency room and it was a life-threatening situation, they when you go there in that kind of condition, they will run toxicology tests. Immediately, so they're going to give you drugs. They have to know what you already have in your system and what they can give you so it doesn't kill you from the hospital. But if you read the crash report, it's available online, Tiger transitioned from golf legend to Humpty Dumpty. Tiger Woods was shattered into a million tiny pieces. Right. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Now, Tiger was knocked unconscious. He had a, a laceration in the lower front part of his jaw, bruised right and left rib cage. I'm reading this right out of the report. Fractured right tibia and fibula. Uh, possible knee-ankle injury, they said as well. Now, Tiger's right leg, open fracture mid-shaft on his right leg below the knee. Now, what the hell does that mean for the common person? The bone was shattered. Snap, crackle, pop uh, in at least two places. Broke through the skin like the gruesome football injuries that we see from time to time. And doctors ended up having to use... The the materials you'd find at like Home Depot or Lowe's or something to put them back together. They put rods and screws and pins and all that to stabilize the injuries in Tiger Woods' leg. So that's where I am on the Tiger Woods story. We're getting some of what happened, but not all of what happened. Be
4: sure to catch live editions of The Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: Hey, it's Mahler here. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, not think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter.
4: Void where prohibited. See terms at picksixdraftkingscom promos.
3: Like rats jumping ship, welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we speechify coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the flight deck soaring on the red eye all night into the morning hours here from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is good in your world and we are back at it again, the salt mines of the radio station. So our lead this hour, coming from the downfall of a pigskin hero, it continues to be a fascinating, fascinating sign of the times here. We see this happen every so often. Deshaun Watson continues to be near the very top of the sporting news. It was another eventful day in the Deshaun Watson story, some new revelations in the wake of a couple of accusers, one in particular, going public in front of a camera claiming that the Texans quarterback is a creepster. So if you haven't been keeping track here, uh, don't worry. You've come to the right place. I'm a wee bit obsessed uh, with this story. It is time for our obligatory Malheur monologue on Deshaun Watson. So we are in the part of the story now where corporate America impersonates the trope of a rat jumping the ship out into the ocean as it sinks. Now, Nike began the mass exodus away from Deshaun Watson by suspending its endorsement deal with the NFL player who's currently under siege, and after that, Several other sponsors said, bye-bye. I'm out of here. Rivadette. Good luck to you. Hope you win the case. Call us up if you do. Don't call us, though, we'll call you. All right. Anyway, so let us discuss the question. What do you make of these big corporations, these big companies that spend a lot of money on product placement and sponsorships and brand ambassadors deserting? Deshaun Watson, before he has even been formally charged with a crime and had an opportunity to defend himself in court with these civil lawsuits. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got math book, bakery, and pig pen. And we will tie all of these things together. Now, A, shockingly, shockingly, it took this long. I am amazed that we. this story has been percolating for Almost a month now, and, and it, what, it, what, what really changed? The woman, one of the women went on camera and said, hey, this is what happened to me, and I uh, you know, had the, the, the tears going and all that. And so that's what it took to deep six Deshaun Watson as a brand ambassador. And this story, while largely being ignored by the mainstream sports media, the establishment football media don't want to touch this story, uh, it has certainly been on the front burner in our world. We talk about it quite a bit. Uh, Nike either showed a great amount of patience waiting several weeks before announcing that Watson was being bumped as a, an active sponsor, uh, brand ambassador, or the company was just completely oblivious. You find that hard to believe. 22 civil lawsuits have now been filed against Deshaun Watson, in which women have accused him of everything from sexual assault to harassment during massage sessions gone bad. Sean does not like that towel on his junk. Apparently bothers him. We've learned that from all these lawsuits. So Watson is surrounded. There is no exit strategy here. There is no exit strategy at this point. If you were to compare Deshaun Watson to an inanimate object, Deshaun Watson is a math book. He's a human math book because he is full of problems. There are so many problems with Deshaun Watson right now. And it would appear, based on the evidence that we have, these are self-inflicted wounds, unable to keep his hands to himself, uh, also can't keep the rooster in its cage. Uh, The chickens have now come home to roost. Uh, And that's a problem. Now, part B of this, when Nike sounded the alarm bells, and I don't know if you heard it, uh, it was before I went to bed and they they banged on the alarm bells, that led to a conga line of sponsors who all decided it was the right time to excommunicate Deshaun Watson from the Cool Kids Club. So to update your scorecard, and please keep your scorecard updated, Forget 1929. This was the great crash of a media darling. Go into the bakery because you're about to eat some crumble cake because the, uh, the life of Deshaun Watson as a brand ambassador has crumbled down. Hero to zero in the blink of an eye. We are talking about millions of dollars vanishing into thin air, out of the pockets of Deshaun Watson, his 401K. Bye-bye. Couldn't keep his hostess ding-dong in his rapper, and now he's paying big for it. So swoosh, that'd be Nike. Uh, they were the first, as we said, to abandon the Texans quarterback. Uh, not officially. They went halfway. They didn't want to go all the way in. Uh, but that happened in the morning. By the end of the day, Watson had been terminated by just about every major endorser he had left. Beats by Dre gone. Reliant energy the naming rights partner of the Texan stadium also out Uh grocery store chain also ended their relationship with Deshaun Watson. The genie is out of the bottle. The genie is out of the bottle with the last person in the back of the room. Yeah. You in the back over there, the last person leaving Deshaun Watson's side, will you please turn out the lights because the party's over now? Meanwhile, did you see the statement from someone named Jasmine Brooks? I'm not sure who that is, but apparently that is one of the women handpicked by Rusty Harden uh, the lawyer for Deshaun Watson to be a character witness to defend Deshaun Watson. She's a massage therapist and she says Deshaun is not a pervert. Uh, how dare you? Well, Tony Busby the agent revealed some text messages saying uh, she she revealed actually I guess it's from Instagram, but Busby revealed some messages Uh, where she sent some message about Deshaun Watson messing with other therapists and warning him that his name was getting around, and she hoped that no one called her about it. Well, she is now spinning the story saying that Tony Busby twisted her words, saying she was, quote, taken out of context, which if Busby's anywhere close to reality, man, man, she must think we're dummies. I don't know maybe Busby's a shady lawyer, so's Rusty Harden. So anything's possible. Now, if Watson was a gentleman and a scholar, though, why would she hope that nobody contacts her? Obviously, somebody contacted her, and she was fine with it. All right, last word here. So what happens next? Who's got next in the Deshaun Watson story? Now, I'm gonna use the speculation technique here. And here's what I expect to happen. I expect the Texans to be treated like pig pen and dragged through the mud. And just like with pigs wallowing in it, like really messy mud. Uh, that's what I expect because the questions will be asked: how long ago did the Texans first become aware of Deshaun Watson's activity? If this is true, what's being said, he's been doing this for several years, going around Houston pillaging Masseuses. So now this is a loaded question, though. Because there's really no acceptable answer for the Texans. You're damned if you do, if you're, you're damned if you don't. It's a no-win situation. If the Texans say, well, we just learned about it when it went public, well, how, how do you not know about it sooner than that? And this is your star employee. You gave him a massive contract extension. You didn't do your due diligence and keep track whether this guy was actually legitimately a, the person he portrayed himself to be in the public eye. So did they know before or after the trade demand? And if they didn't know, again, how is that possible? You don't look good in that. Uh, And and then the NFL, which has issued a a statement, is going to be read the riot act. They've attempted to get a slice of the woke pie. So that means they got to do something. Remember the mantra, silence is not an option. That's the woke mantra there, that sitting back and twiddling your thumbs is not acceptable. So the NFL is going to have to take action. Otherwise, they're part of the problem. So we'll see what happens next. Uh, No criminal charges yet for Deshaun Watson, but he has lost a ton, a ton of cash. Gone. See you later. Endorsement, no endorsement. It's one minute, gone the next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
4: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
1: Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round listen to the three and out podcast with me john Middlecom, on the iheart radio app
0: apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events
1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
5: 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit. No hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
1: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC, wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: Hey guys, it's Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets great.
3: All right.
7: Ben, last season the Celtics were the third seed in the Eastern Conference and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. This year, they're a game below five hundred and barely holding on to a playoff spot.
3: Do you think they'll be able to get it together and be competitive in the East? Well, listen, the Celtics have the capacity to make a little bit of noise in the Eastern Conference. The core of this team is the same, but if you gave me $900 of money and said bet on the Celtics to make some noise or not make some noise. I'm going to say no. They've been treading water. Brad Stevens has been unable to jumpstart the car. Danny Ainge is going to have to change the ingredients because the individual parts don't look bad on the Celtics, but the mix they've been taken to the slaughterhouse far too often. Uh, so I'm, I'm not betting on the Celtics. What, what I've seen next.
7: I'm sorry. They're at 500 now. Excuse me. They beat the Knicks. Yeah, yes. All right. uh, speaking of the Celtics, we all know that ESPN fired Paul Pierce because uh, he live streamed himself partying with strippers. Ah. Uh, we now know that Barstool Sports has been actively trying to hire him. Do you think Pierce should accept their offer?
3: Yes. Listen, uh, Barstool doesn't care. You can hang out with strippers and do whatever you want. They don't care. David Portnoy doesn't care. They need to have a couple of big names. They got Dion Sanders to do some stuff for them. Uh, why not? They'll probably put a stripper pole in the studio for Paul Pierce to make him happy. You can have a harem of exotic dancers. They don't care. They're uh, much more open-minded than Disney over at Barstool. All right, next. Now, Eddie announced yesterday that Fernando Tatis Jr. won't need surgery and that the Padres are
7: being cautious by keeping him out for 10 days. Uh, Ben, do you think that the better move would be to shut him down and get him surgery?
3: Well, no, you try to avoid surgery at all costs, but everything I've been reading is this is the, a three-time situation with the shoulder. He's had three hiccups in less than a month, and it certainly looks like we're going to end up with surgery. He'll come back and play for a little bit, but if it happens again, it likely will. He's going to have surgery. How do we do, Koopa Loop? There it is right there. He passed there. this edition. There it is. That's the winner. Put it on the board. Yeah.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
3: live. And it is that time. Here we go. Strike up the band. It's now time for Time. Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter.
4: Send us your questions on Twitter now.
3: So it's either a lethal injection, the electric chair, the gas chamber, or Ask Ben. We've chosen Ask Ben. Beats being beheaded. And uh, here we go. Koopa Loop. These are actual questions from actual listeners like yourself. We thank you for submitting content. It does help. And this is one of the more popular things that we do. In fact, I have a ripoff version on my weekend podcast, the Fifth Hour, which we do every Sunday, and that surprisingly gets a lot, a lot of downloads. It does better than some of the other days that we do the podcast. Anyway, Koopa Loop, what do we have here for Ask Ben? Your questions, our answers. Well,
7: Ben, we're gonna start off with a question for everybody except oh. you.
3: Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm gonna tap out on this one. I'm done, Cooper. Yeah. Sit out.
7: Uh, this is from Fats in Philly. Uh-oh. Uh oh. He wants to know. He says, "What phrase that Ben regularly uses annoys you?" Mine is, "Don't bury the lead, my man."
2: Oh, that doesn't annoy me at all because that's a. It's kind of an inside joke here. It's
3: uh he's. Yeah, that's a tribute. Yeah. That's an o- homage. I'm right. paying homage to our boss. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so nothing see. annoys you. I'm perfect, Eddie. There's nothing I'll, I do that annoys you. Probably
2: I was right at the time. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's probably that's, the yeah, most
7: annoying. Yeah, that's a good
2: one. It's really stupid. But I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Anyone else? Roberto?
7: Uh... When he batches on my Lakers, probably that's about it. That's the one I was going to say. I the, never yeah. bash on the no, Lakers. No, no. Here, never, when it, when it here comes, here's, here's it, his most it, annoying when, phrase. The people's team. There L- yeah, L- you go. L- the people's team. Or, the, no, the most annoying one is Lakers historians. Yeah. Because when he started that, he explained it being as though Lakers fans always talk yeah, about yeah. all their championships in the past, and they haven't yeah. been well, they good for the last year. five years. And he still uses Lakers <laughs> historians happy, as we are the current defending champions. Losers, that's the you Are you
3: happy? You see that? Listen, I'm over the last decade. The Clippers have been better than the Lakers. They have. Uh, That people's team thing is just uh,
4: ridiculous. They are the
3: people's team. The Lakers are Hollywood's team. They want to be Hollywood's team. They want all the The crap stars in Hollywood to sit courts out. The people's team and Hollywood's team are the working class team, the blue collar team, the people's team, the Clippers. (laughs) Yeah, sure. No. Let's move on. What's next? (laughs) Yeah. It's like juggling chainsaws (laughs) over here. All right. Um,.
7: This question is for everyone. This is from Dave. I don't think hi Dave. I don't think we've done this before. He he oh, wants yeah. to know what is uh what is everyone's
3: favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? So we're doing Quentin Tarantino. You want to go first, Eddie, on this one? Yeah,
2: there's no there's no question. It's Pulp Fiction. It's not even close.
3: Not even close. No, oh, that's pretty close. Hmm. No, not for me. Yeah, I mean, I I, would, I love Pulp Fiction, but I would put Pulp Fiction number one, but. The uh, the bastards pretty good too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And Glorious Bastards wow. is a great. Started off movie.
2: amazing, went got yeah, it was stupid at the end.
3: What? Oh come yeah, on, Eddie. It was. It was Turn dumb. his mic off. yeah, yeah that's it, Eddie. Party foul. Jeez. <laughs> Five minute major. Sorry, Eddie. That's it, yeah. Into the penalty box. All right. Coop, any? any um, you know, I've like I've I've seen
7: Pulp Fiction probably more than I've seen any other movie ever. Oh, it's a Classic, it's yeah. A, it's
3: one of the classics. You have to watch Pulp
7: Fiction. Yeah, and so I mean that that might be at at my top. Um, but I I loved uh, Django Unchained as well.
3: Yeah, a that's really good on one. List. And Reservoir Dogs, right? Reservoir Dogs, yes, another one. Yeah. Yes. And and, the, right.
7: and then there's the newest one. You know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is pretty great too. But uh, anyway, didn't see it. All right, what you didn't next? see it?
3: I don't think I saw it.
7: Wow, okay. Um,
3: Must have been busy that day. Uh,
7: (laughs) Late night drug tester wants to know from everyone.
3: Uh, Hi, late night drug tester. Uh,
7: If you were to visit all 50 states, which would be the last one on the list?
3: And why? Uh, uh, Well, I I would say Alaska, because it's the furthest to get to. It's a pain in the ass to get there as far as flights and all that stuff, so... I mean, if you if you're driving across the country and and you you rent a, a Winnebago and go state by state, uh, I think you'd kind of go in order, right? You know, go I you're going to you the-
7: answer this practically. Oh.
3: Oh, so you want me to pick the least popular state that I have no interest in? Yes, that yes. that's.
7: I'm sure that's uh, what he was getting at. Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. Oh, okay. I stole your
3: answer. I cheated off uh, I <laughs> Eddie, anyone have any? Eddie, any I other shit? I mean,
7: state? I don't know. Probably like New Hampshire.
3: Nah, there's some decent stuff and like fishing and whatnot. I New don't New
7: fish. That's a good point. What is there in New Hampshire? Yeah,
3: outdoors, really? you
2: know. Like is is Arnie in Low Vermont? Taxes in is New that New where
3: Arnie? Is? Yeah, Arnie yeah. Arnie's in
7: well, Vermont. They have, and they have you know. Yeah, like,
2: Vermont. I'll probably never go to Vermont. Yeah, that's a good reason not to go to Vermont. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the stinking genius. Yeah. He runs the. He runs that entire state, Arnie Spanier. By the way. No, oh, I bet he does. He does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My, Wyoming's a good answer. I
7: just can't see any reason to go there. If I if I wanted to go to Wyoming, I would just go to Montana, which is probably like the better Wyoming.
2: I, I've I've driven I've driven through Wyoming on my way to Denver.
3: <laughs> hey, by the way, you you went, when uh, nothing there uh, when Bernie Sanders when he retires at some point, Arnie Spanier is going to replace him as the senator from Vermont. How about that? <laughs> I'd vote for him if I could. I would. I'd move to Vermont just to vote for Arnie. That's how much i appreciate Arnie.
2: (laughs) I'd move to Vermont just to not vote for him.
3: Fair enough. All right, let's pause for the cause. We'll have more of your questions. Keep sending them in. Hashtag AskBen. It's your questions, our answers. For the rest of the hour, it rolls on next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
4: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Ask Ben continues. Your questions are answers. Imagination does help here. Who's got the gumption to ask a question good enough to get on the air? Let's find out right now as we walk the line. Koopaloop, the reading of more questions, but it won't sound like he's reading.
7: All right, Ben, this is a question for everyone. This is from Aussie Momentum. Uh, What would you rather be, an electrician, carpenter, plumber, or mechanic? All
3: right, so electrician, carpenter, what else do we have on that list? Plumber or mechanic? I think out of that, I'd go, well, my grandfather was a plumber, but I would go carpenter. I would go, I think, being able to do a little bit of everything, I think that's the way it goes. I'd go carpenter. What about you, Eddie?
2: That's not a bad choice. I think, though, I would go mechanic. I think... It, you know that you could probably, if you could fix, you know, I don't know, a car engine or something, you could probably fix, uh, you know, lawnmowers and things like that. So I think that yeah. might be a little bit more um, helpful with uh, repairing things. So I'll go mechanic.
3: All right. Uh, what about you, Roberto?
7: Jesus was a carpenter, mm-hmm.
3: but I gotta go with
7: the mechanic. Just- <laughs> Thank you,
3: Jesus. Yeah,
7: go with the mechanic. Just sorry, you- Jesus. We're going. Yeah, with yeah sorry, Jesus. But I'm gonna go with the mechanic.
3: You know, fix All your right. car. Got issues. Yeah. And this you cake. save a fair amount of money. Exactly. On that we'll yeah, save a fair amount of money on that. But if you need something done around the house, you bring in a carpenter. You know, you can, you can do it. anyway. It, uh, what about you, Coop?
7: Yeah, I think I would choose carpenter. I mean, just being able to to build things, I think, would be uh, yeah. pretty handy. You know,
3: pretty cool. Yeah, I've been having some stuff done here at the Mallard Mansion, so we've been dealing with handy. Handy type people and yeah,
7: people. and I, I would have saved a lot of money on my new kitchen because I could have just you know done the cabinets myself.
3: Oh yeah, that'd be great. It's always good to have a carpenter in the family. Yes. Yeah. All right, what's next here? It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Hold the line, hold the line.
7: All right, this question is for everyone as well. Uh, in your personal experience, where was the best slash nicest public restroom that you've used?
3: uh i would say in vegas at like the bellagio uh, i think that was an yeah amazing that was like a experience. Vegas, yeah. uh, I, I off the top of my head i've been to some really nasty bathrooms but that's the one i remember that just smelled good and everything was clean and there was you know as any time anybody would come in there there'd be an army of people to clean them after them so i'm going to the bellagio what about you eddie
2: I don't know. I can't think of anything specifically. I'm sure it was probably just some fancy restaurant that I went to. I don't go to a lot of those, but uh, I, I can't remember thinking... My God, what a a wonderful restroom I'm in right now! I just kind of go take I care of business. Like and get the, the hell out really. Of
3: there. I don't like the really nice restrooms. I'm annoyed. I feel pressure when there's a guy in there trying to sell you a mouthwash. I don't <laughs> oh like yeah, that. I hate that. Yeah. I feel like I have to give him something. I have to tip him. And exactly. I'm like, no, I yeah. know how to. I, like I know either. how to. Uh, you know, go to the bathroom and I can take care of it. Like wash my <laughs> yeah. hands. I don't need. Uh, you know, need a towel. The yeah. That always annoys me. What about Roberto? Anyway, Vegas, there? definitely Vegas. Vegas, yeah. There's some yeah, nice it's Super clean day. in there, man. It's crazy. Yeah. They want clean bathrooms because they want you to keep gambling. Exactly. What about you? What about you, Coop?
7: Well, I will agree that the the like nicest restroom that I've been in is is probably at the Bellagio. Uh it, it is very nice there. But I do have to mention th- the cleanest restroom that I've ever been in was this place called eddie's world <laughs> on the way to vegas <laughs> yes on the way to vegas it's the uh i, I think it's like a, a giant how long like, you
3: owned that eddie It's the world's <laughs> largest gas th- no, years. It's the world's largest largest one years, of the biggest yeah. largest the biggest old, gas old tourist trap there I think yeah Texas it's like they have the largest gas it's
7: system. a huge uh huge candy store and I, I think that the building is like in the shape of an, like an ice cream that's correct or sunday or something yeah. like that has but, eddie
3: been to eddie's world i have yeah did you get an Eddie World Eddie's World hat or T shirt? No. Did you go did into not.
7: the restroom? I did not. They so on the on the like the handle of the of the uh I guess the what's what's the word I'm looking for? The stall. Yeah. It's got like plastic on the door handle that when you and you like touch and you open it and then it like whooshes away and then it's a new thing of plastic yeah. so you don't even have to ever touch any of the same surfaces as anyone else
3: yeah if you ever drive from vegas to la it's in yermo but that yes beautiful yermo is it with an x is that how you spell that yermo with a Y. Oh, with a Y. okay yeah i thought you had been there eddie i have but i didn't
2: pay attention to what town it was in yeah yeah i, I had no town. idea where
3: it was I wish it was on Zizek's Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah. Great. But you get coffee, you can get gas there, you get candy. I got
7: yogurt pretzels and oh, uh, sour great. gummies. Solid. Yep. Uh, so that leads me to my next question from Manic Mike. Uh, if uh, famous food was renamed in your honor, what tasty item would you choose to take your name?
3: Uh, named after me? Uh, well, I've already had that. I've had the Ben Maller chicken fingers. No, I've no, but see, ben... it's still oh. the
7: chicken fingers. This would be renamed as just a Ben
3: Maller. Oh, just the Ben Maller cheeseburger. Okay, like know just a salad or or a cheese steak. The Ben Maller. I'd like the Ben Maller cheese to Eddie. I got to go. With some sort of deep dish pizza. Be solid, Chicago deep dish pizza. What yeah. about you? Uh, uh, it's got to be the carne asada, probably. You're all about the carne asada. Oh, that's balls. right. Yeah. All right, cool. Cinnamon Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Cinnamon yeah. Rolls. Oh, man, are those things good? What a great to be alive with Cinnamon Rolls.
1: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
3: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
3: Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.